Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Mikey. And I'm Annie. And welcome to another episode of Limelight, the Falcon Film Podcast. And today we are all so excited because we're going to be talking about some of our favorite comedy films. Everybody loves a good comedy, but we're going to talk about some of our favorites and some of the ones that have meant the most to us. Yeah, I I personally, like, I don't like all kinds of, like, comedies because there's some that, especially ones that rely on a lot of, like, secondhand embarrassment, which really <laughs> gets me. Um, I don't like those, but I like, uh, there are still, since there's so much that goes into comedy, I think in general, it's just really nice for, like, when you need to, like, watch something to kind of, like, unwind some of them Mm -hmm. you don't have to like think as much about just kind of chill and brings you joy Mm -hmm. yeah I mean taking a moment you know if it's been a stressful day or if you know things in your life just aren't aren't going so well it's definitely nice to kind of just turn on a turn on a movie and laugh and relieve some tension and stress by just channeling something that can make you laugh (laughs) and hey maybe some of those things could be relatable there you go. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I feel like there's a lot of uh just again with how broad comedy is, like it it's kind of on two opposite extremes of like sometimes it has these like, you know, still relatable but slightly like, you know, heightened in terms of absurdity or just completely like wild and out there. And I think it's just really fun. <laughs> Like, I feel like for almost anyone can probably find at least some kinds of comedy that they like because of just how, how much it encompasses, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think that, I mean, if Mikey's talking about relatable films and Emma, you're talking about comedies that are, that kind of hit home for certain people. I think, I think one that has to be mentioned is the movie Hitch which is which is a, it's a good one it's a really really good one it's um it's a comedy that stars will smith ava mendez and kevin james <laughs> and you know it's about this man whose name i can't remember right now but he his profession is literally to like set people up on dates or in relationships um and he's very good at his job and he's very 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 good at helping other people find love connections in some capacity but when it (laughs) when it comes to him meeting a girl and developing feelings for her he loses all of his mojo and it's he just he can't do anything correctly there's one scene where he has an allergic reaction to something and his face swells up and if you've seen the movie then you know what I'm talking about and it's so funny and I find that film very very relatable in a lot of ways because Some of my friends call me the date doctor because they think that I offer good relationship advice or that I'm very knowledgeable about dating or romance, which, you know, (laughs) take, take that, take that as you will. I don't know. But I think that it's definitely a relatable film for me because I think all of us can agree that it's probably easier to set other people up and give other people relationship advice than to address like your own love life and things that <laughs> oh yeah that relate <laughs> Absolutely. to you yeah so that's that's one comedy that comes to mind when I think of things that are both cleverly done co- co- comedy wise but that are also mm-hmm. very relatable and going 
with like what Emma said about like like something far fetched or whatever. Um, but what's crazy about this movie that I have in mind is that yes, it's funny, but it's also a true story. Yeah, we like to see those. Um, so it's called Tag. It actually came out in the uh, 2018, so fairly recent. I mean, four years if you want to call that recent. And he seems to know what I'm talking about. I, yes, movie. I love this movie. <laughs> I've never seen uh, it. I haven't seen either of these movies. <laughs> okay, so, well, here's like a little rundown of uh, Tag. So it's essentially these group of, uh, they started out as boys, you know, in, in school. And they just started playing a simple game of Tag. But um, little did we know that that game of Tag was going to last over 20 years. And like, they played that throughout their entire lives like you know obviously after their uh you know college and whatnot they all you know went their own ways got married whatnot but they still played the game so whenever they met each other they'd always ask if they were the if they were it before like getting close to them so I thought it was always funny and like the way they they just like that one I find relatable uh in the sense that it's just a group of guys being being guys you know we're just they're just messing around like they're playing a children's game and they're in their like 30s you know (laughs) so but it's very funny because like it's such a like it feels like such a childish childish movie because of what they're doing and how they're playing and whatnot but it's also very wholesome but funny obviously at the same time but I think it's a well-rounded film I think if you're into like true stories and also like you want a little laughter you know it's definitely a good movie to to hit up and watch yeah and the cast for that movie too is oh, so yes. so good yeah i mean if you put trying to think jeremy renner john ham jake oh, wow. johnson isla fisher i mean it's that's another really important element of film in general but i also think with comedies specifically you really need to have a cast that's gonna commit to the, the the funny elements of the oh, yeah. story i mean i'm thinking about i mean i think adam sandler is a very classic comedy actor you know i don't know if either of you have seen the movie the wedding singer yes him, absolutely him and drew barrymore oh my that's, lord that's my favorite adam sandler movie by a million miles but that movie is about this and he you know his character he works as a wedding singer and he is engaged but then he gets stood up at the altar Mm -hmm. so then (laughs) seeing the shift in his character from somebody who really enjoys working at weddings and is in a happy relationship and then to this person who just had his heart ripped out and stomped on in front of everyone he loves (laughs) he he really commits to just this complete tonal shift in his character And I think that that's really important in comedies because you need to have actors and actresses who are, who are really going to go the extra mile and commit to being funny. And I think that he's, he's just one of the people that comes to mind as someone who does that really, really well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that like, you know, idea of like, I think the versatility of like comedy and it doesn't like, I think kind of how it sounds like with that, you know, obviously like in movies it's it's good for even though comedies are generally you know haha funny happiness um like if if it's a movie a movie like you know needs like um conflict and stuff and I think like 
all, like, you know, good comedies actually have some of that. In my opinion, that doesn't come from, often doesn't come from the ridiculous situations because I personally don't always enjoy that in all forms. But I think uh, that is partly what also helps comedy, um, I think, like, mesh with other, like, genres too. Because a lot of the stuff that I think I like aren't, like, just, like, pure comedies, but, like, kind of um, combined with other genres. Like, um, I am a big fan of, second time I'm gonna have been talking about Marvel in this podcast, but I really like Guardians of the Galaxy because I think that is a great, like, kind of, like, cross-genre thing. Like, yeah, it's a superhero film, but, you know, it's, it's kind of transcends that and is like you know this i think to me really really great really entertaining comedy and uh, i just i just love that movie it's one of my it's definitely i think my one of my family's as a collective favorite um marvel movies because it's just like it also has like really great um characters and to me i think sometimes like the characters are really the heart of like a lot of movies but i think comedies too because Part of the reason I think secondhand embarrassment gets me is because I always like, like, I think I connect sometimes too much and relate a lot to like, you know, characters in movies. And so then when bad things happen to them, I feel bad for them. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's one that's, thing. That's and real. Lot, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the comedies <laughs> that I like, I just, I get, and just movies in general, I just get really into the characters. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy just does a great job of, while, you know, you kind of have this band of misfits like making them very endearing and really it's just really fun to see the way that they come together while all playing off of each other in very comedically and very very well yeah I mean I I think with comedies and this kind of goes with you know comedies that are more meaningful than people may realize or if there's something you know an underlying message that's that's somewhere in the film I think a really classic a trope in comedic films is identity crisis. You know, if you're thinking about a a comedy like The Princess Diaries, which Mm. is, again, one of my personal favorites. I love that movie. (laughs) Where you've got Mia Thermopolis, who's this 15-year-old living in San Francisco, who one day just suddenly finds out that she's an heiress in this tiny European country. And she's like, what? (laughs) What do I do? I had no idea this was part of my identity? Am I a regular 15-year-old? Am I a princess? Am I a combination of both? And it's just this really fun kind of journey of her trying to figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's that example, but you could also even, I mean, take it a step further and look at a movie like Ratatouille, <laughs> <laughs> which some may not, th- I totally think Ratatouille is a comedy, um, but, you know, you have this rat who just happens to love to cook. And he has his whole family saying, no, that's a stupid idea. Humans are evil. You're going to get killed, all this, you know. But so he's torn between his family and his, you know, status as this animal that not a lot of humans like, (laughs) or something that he's really passionate about and something that he's really good at and something that he really wants to pursue as a career and as a life and 
just, you know, so I feel like that's another, and there, I mean, I could go on and on and on with comedies that deal with identity crisis, but I think that that's another very common theme in comedies that um, sometimes gets overlooked because I think if you really dive in and look at these characters' stories, I think there's a lot more meaning to be found there than some people may think. So yeah, I definitely, I like when a comedy surprises you as being more meaningful and more thought provoking than you originally thought going into it. I always think that's fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I, I get that from that, that whole idea of like, um, and like, you know, identity crisis and having more like meaning and dimension to it than like just, you know, pure ridiculousness and laughs and comedies actually just make makes me think of um inside from Bo Burnham which that was something that to me uh, it was even like watching it first I didn't really know what to expect going into it because I hadn't outside of like the stray thing on social media um seen much of Bo Burnham stuff but I think I was like on vacation just decided hey I have access to Netflix let me check this thing out that I have no idea what it is I just know that people have been watching it it struck me as like not it didn't feel even just like a comedy to me like yeah it it was it was entertaining but there was just like there was so much going on there and it felt like it had so many different like layers to it and like meaningfulness to it and I think part of the reason that was so popular is because kind of the and at least like part of the subject many (laughs) different kinds of subject matter that um he kind of includes in that it had a lot of things that were again to like relatability very relatable to people um who like you know all over the world are in this freaking pandemic and uh there's just there's so much I could say about that because <laughs> there's just a lot to it and it I was one of the many people that like connected to some of the things in it and that kind of meaningfulness of seeing this kind of pandemic isolation induced descent mm-hmm. of mental health that was kind of this whole performance and everything so yeah that's just that just made me think of that I mean one of my favorite things about Bo Burnham is his timing because that's another huge thing in comedy is your timing and if you absolutely either you know miss a window or make a joke when you know people just aren't going to be receptive to it and I think that you know, when people think of that, they often think of stand-up comedy because, you know, if you're looking, we're talking about kinetic films, it's, you know, you'll get a lot of, oh, that can be edited out or, oh, people are, people have to react that way because it's in the Mm -hmm. script. And I think it's really funny when, (laughs) when people either improv or they do something by accident and work it in a way that, you know, whoever's filming can be like, Mm -hmm. the director says, oh, I'm leaving that in because that was brilliant. Yeah, see, that's that's what I love too. Like if if we want to go like all the way back, circle back to like Guardians of the Galaxy, when Star-Lord, Peter Quill dropped the the ball. That was an accident. That was an accident, but it was left in the film because it was funny. And like that fits his character because like he's trying to be like the cool cool guy. Everyone calls me Star-Lord, but no one really does. 
um but then like he's going in there doing something very like you know important to the to like the story and he just drops it the the most precious thing this whole entire film is about he just drops it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's something i i think i admire when like well actors in general but i think especially in comedy because of like that whole thing of timing when they're able to just like take a moment even if it's like unintentional like improv like riff off of it and just make it even better to me like hmm, that's that that's that that's the good stuff right there (laughs) oh yeah definitely agree i like the comedy films where things just so happen to like occur not like things happen because someone did it on purpose type of thing like uh as an example like i don't really like dumb and dumber because like they were purposely like some moments are funny but like they were trying to be like dumb per se like some of the things were like okay that was just stupid why that's not even funny you know you know what I'm talking about like I like yeah. movies where it just happens yeah I mean I think that when comedians try too hard or when they just go for the cheap laugh mm. with you know a joke that could potentially be inappropriate or make people uncomfortable in a certain way that just doesn't really fly with me I think that in a in a comedy film you really need to be clever and there needs to be this quick wit mm-hmm. to yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. that that just that just makes for better comedy in any yeah, capacity sure. and I think <laughs> one actor that I'm thinking of specifically is Jack Black um and I'm, I'm hoping that both of you have seen The Holiday which is one of my favorite. It's, no, it's a, I'm sorry. oh, you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm letting you down. It's, no. Oh, no, it's, I mean, it's kind of a Christmas movie, but it's also definitely a romantic comedy. And there's, <laughs> there's a scene where, and, and this movie stars Jack Black, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Cameron Diaz. So, you know, right away, there's going to be some really fun character dynamics with those, oh, yeah, with four. those actors, of course. Yeah. Um, but there's one scene where Jack Black and Kate Winslet are in a video store <laughs> back when those existed. Right. Um, and <laughs> Jack Black just starts grabbing movies off the shelves and singing the famous songs or scores that accompany these movies just in the the middle of this it kind of looks like a blockbuster or you know something like that and there's people staring at him and Kate Winslet can she's like breaking character she can barely handle it at all but he's just going for it just does not doesn't even think about any potential embarrassment or you know people people's looks just he's so again like talking about commitment but co- commitment to clever and quick-witted humor rather than stupid, unnecessary, trying too hard humor. Mm-hmm. That always, always earns my respect in comedy films when the actors are very intentional with when they try to get laughs and when they kind of turn up their humor a few notches. And Jack Black's just one one person that comes to mind in that sense because I think he's very smart about his acting in, in comedy films. And I just think that's really admirable. I was just going to say, in ter- like, if we're talking about like actors we think of in terms of like, uh, like comedy, big one for me more recently is uh, Ryan Reynolds. Like 
I will admit some of his films are kind of like pushing the edge a little bit, but overall, like, like I know this is very recent, but I just want to do an honorable mention. Free Guy is absolutely hilarious. Yes. Lots of good references, lots of things that people are like, that they can relate to, especially because like, if you, like, if you play video games, so lots of, you know, video game uh, language in there. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Uh, but I'd say in terms of like comedy actors, Ryan Reynolds is definitely up there for me personally. All right, friends. Well, it's come to the point in the episode where we do a little segment that we call our weekly what to watch. So each of us is going to recommend a film that fits into the category that we've been talking about today. And I can start us off. I think one comedy that I have to recommend or else it would be a disservice to society is the film called That Thing You Do. And anyone who has seen this movie knows how fantastic it is. It's amazing. I love this movie. so good. It is written, produced, directed, and starred in by the man Tom Hanks himself. Um, But it's about this kind of ragtag group of, you know, young men in Erie, Pennsylvania, who kind of find themselves together almost because like just by accident by coincidence it's definitely not something that's planned but they form a band and then they kind of all of a sudden get whisked away by you know people in the music industry and they end up with this hit record and all of them are kind of dealing with their kind of sudden fame in very different ways And watching them (laughs) kind of, you know, work together to achieve this goal, but also go off on their own and make really silly, stupid life choices and realizing what's really important to them. If music is really what they want to do, if, you know, a certain relationship with a certain someone is the right choice for them. It's just it's a great blend of comedy, music romance it's it's just so wonderfully put together so yeah I think that would be my recommendation is the film that thing you do yeah I I I got it I have to second that I I love that movie so much but the one that I'm gonna recommend the only rom-com that I've ever watched that I have liked um 13 going on 30 yeah I I haven't watched it in a while but when I did I I remember just really enjoying it like it's just I love the characters just the whole thing is just kind of like you know endearing it's just it's it's good it's good for the soul I think it's one of those movies like that um and basically just a general summary as the title implies it is about um this 13 year old girl who basically wishes to be um 30 and she gets her wish, and the hijinks ensue. And yeah, I just, it's a really great movie. Would recommend. Talk about a great cast, too. Yes. I mean, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo. Andy Serkis. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. I forgot that's a that good he was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I need to watch this movie again. Dang. I need to take my own recommendation. Uh, and my uh, weekly what to watch, it's not a movie I mentioned just yet, but is... It is uh, Meet the Parents. Came out in the year 2000 with Ben Stiller. Very funny movie. And essentially, it's about where just, you know, a normal man wants to get married to a woman. But 
the woman's parents do not particularly uh, like him very much. Also because of his last name, <laughs> which his last name is uh, Fokker. And uh, one of the reasons that uh, this, uh, this woman of uh, his, his fa her father doesn't want, him, want her to marry him is because her name is Martha. You can see where that's going to go when they get married. <laughs> Anyways, the whole movie is just about uh, Ben Stiller's character trying to impress the parents of uh, this woman that he loves. And, you know, it's it's a comedy, so it doesn't go doesn't go quite as planned. And throughout uh, this is actually a movie series. So this is only the first of three, because in the second film of the series, this woman of his actually meets his parents and they're even more interesting to say the least but uh definitely give it a try if you like the first one i'd highly recommend the next two just because it's pretty much more of the same comedy but you know same actors it's just really it's all fun and games all right y'all thanks for listening again i'm emma brown and i'm mikey and i'm annie this has been another episode of Live Light the Falcon Film Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.